bet you didn't realize that we could learn some financial literacy lessons from professional golf associations. But if you're not a sports fan or golf fan, don't worry. This episode isn't about sports, but business and financial lessons to learn from news events. So with that being said, let's look at some lessons learned from the newly formed Live Tour versus the Professional Golf Association Tour. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. To give some background, there are different professional sports leagues for different sports. You've got the NFL, NBA, MLB for football, basketball, and baseball, and so on. And in the past, other leagues have tried to challenge these leagues, so to speak, but have not been able to last, mainly because they weren't able to get the best players in that sport, meaning they didn't get the viewership and the money that came with that to fund the business because the best players bring the best entertainment. The PGA, or Professional Golf Association, has dominated the golf world for years. All of the best players have played on that tour. That is until the new golf league was formed called LIV, L-I-V, which is Roman numerals for 54, which is the amount of holes played in their tournaments. And interestingly enough, many of the top golfers from the PGA Tour have started to join the LIV or L-I-V Tour. So with that being said, why are golfers, including many of the top golfers, leaving the PGA for live. Well, as some of the players started leaving, the way the PGA was doing certain things started getting exposed. For example, players pay for their own transportation and lodging, and if you don't make the cut, meaning you don't make it to the weekend after 48 holes and get to play the next 48 holes, then you don't get any money, and you walk away with nothing but expenses. So you just paid for a really expensive golf trip, basically. Golfers that aren't the big names may struggle to make a living if they aren't having a good season. Or it's not even about being a big name, but being able to compete regularly with the top professional golf players in the world. So you have to play in more tournaments to maybe make the amount that you want. But if you aren't making cuts, then you are only losing money and the pressure is really on. There wasn't an alternative to this. So that was just assumed to be the norm, for example, with the PGA Tour. This compared to the Live League or the Live Tour that was formed, they've been able to pay massive contracts, like really (laughs) tens of millions, to many of the biggest names in golf to get them to switch over from PGA to Live. So you might ask where they are getting that money from if it's all a brand new league and they don't have any prior business. Well, it's Saudi Arabia backed money essentially that has been used to get it started. And so there's different political reasons that people, you know, don't like that or whatever. I don't really care about that as much in this podcast because we're just talking about the financial implications of what competition can do with two businesses compared to if you just have one business uh, with no one to compete with in a market. 
So kind of getting back to the contrast with the live tour, less tournaments also have to be played to get the money. So you don't have to go around to all these tournaments trying to make cuts and you got to keep traveling and keep paying out those expenses to potentially make money. You don't have to do that with the live tour. You have a contract that you make. And I think every player gets a contract, but you have a contract and then every player is also, and then I believe they can actually make more money if they win the tournament compared to getting last place in the tournament as you know, they purse amount will pay out differently for the top player and the bottom player in the tournament. But essentially it is less golf for more pay and guaranteed pay at that. Then on a side note from an entertainment standpoint, business wise, in the live tour, golfers only actually play fifty four holes compared to seventy two holes, so that's four days of golf or eighteen holes at a PGA event. At the live tour there's less golfers and they have what's called shotgun starts, meaning players will start at each hole, say at 10 a.m., and everyone will be done at the same time around 2 p.m. because one group may start on hole 1, one group may start on hole 10, one group may start on hole 18 or whatever it is, compared to the PGA Tour where one group at a time tees off at hole number 1, then the next group tees off 15 minutes later at hole number 1, and so on. So the first tee time may be at 7.30 a.m., while the last is at 2.30 p.m. So the PGA is a lot slower pace than the Live Tour. It's like one event and four hours. And the PGA, it like goes nine or ten hours or even potentially longer than that. But back to the financial aspect of it. More and more golfers, including the top golfers, which is crucial, started thinking to themselves, more guaranteed money, less golf required, sign me up. (laughs) An example of the less golf aspect also, not to mention that the tournaments are shorter and quicker, is last season for the PGA, a golfer would win the Tour Championship, or say a golfer won the Tour Championship finale on September 5th. That's when it was in 2021, I believe. The first event for the next season started two weeks later. So any golfer who wanted to take some time off and wait for January, the next calendar year, to start playing, That'd be four months behind in point standings. So they wouldn't be able to make up as much ground, and obviously that's lost money. Essentially, it's a year-long season for the players on the PGA Tour. And to give a more specific example on the more money aspect, in one live tournament, there was a $25 million purse. $4 million went to the winner, and 120000 even went to the last place player. So no matter where you finished, you still came out, obviously, making good money. <laughs> obviously, the more you, or the higher you finished, the better you finished, the more you made. But even last place at 120000 still a pretty good weekend there. Compare this to the U.S. Open event, which is more affiliated with PGA Tour, and is actually one of the four majors, meaning four biggest tournaments. So it's you know, got the bigger purse sizes for a tournament compared to a smaller PGA tournament. The winner made $3.15 million, while those who missed the cut made nothing. In summary, for a smaller tournament, live golfers made more and didn't have the pressure of having to make the cut and essentially make nothing. So the PGA has had to step up its game. So late 
in August 2022, when we're recording this, it announced some updates, including higher minimum salary, larger purse sizes, longer off-season, etc., to compete with the Live Tour. Because so many of their big-name golfers are leaving the PGA for Live, and big names bring entertainment value, which brings tickets, which brings money and income for a business. But, for example, the PGA Tour, as they've started to adjust their purse sizes, they've committed $190 million more million to add to tournament purses. So it's kind of like, hmm, so they didn't have that before? <laughs> They'll say that this was just something that they planned on doing in the future, but it makes you wonder if this was just something that they were actually going to do, or is it more the fact that they now have someone that they have to compete with in the live tour. Also, some adjustments. They're offering more no-cut events, which should equal no one not being paid. And they're reconstructing their schedule to where it's not a season-long event and players can have off-season, so to speak. Here's the lesson from all of this. Would the PGA Tour, or that business, ever have done any of this if this new live tour league hadn't been formed to challenge them? Most likely, no. But now with competition, they have to step up their game to stay in business at the level that they had been at. When you have multiple competitors vying for the same thing, it actually ends up being better for the consumer or the customer as it forces both products to be better. It's kind of like Coke competing with Pepsi. If one's more dominant than the other, it's going to put the other one out of business the competition actually makes both companies better and perform at a higher standard. That, in a nutshell, is free market capitalism. It's about competing to provide better services or products or create new products or services that customers hadn't had. Notice that something that is government-run, like the DMV or IRS or whatever it is that's government-run, struggles to be quick, organized, and friendly with their customer service. Why? They don't have to compete. It's government-operated programs and private-owned businesses aren't able or allowed to compete with government programs like the DMV. No private-owned business owner can go create a service that gives you a legal (laughs) driver's license. If you have one that is monopolizing everything, meaning it's the only one in control or in power or in business or able to be in business, then there isn't the competition aspect to make them always have to get better and keep up with the times. So the company monopolizing can then slack off and essentially not be held to a higher standard. Now going back to the PGA versus Live, for something this large like a professional sports league, it is likely impossible to challenge them without the money that the Live Tour had backing it. But that's okay, let's scale that down. Maybe there's a need or demand you see in your area, like there's no good auto shops and you're a mechanic or it's hard to find good lawn services. I'm just throwing things out there. In a capitalist economy, if there's a demand for what you offer and you provide better products and services at competitive prices to consumers, consumers and their money will follow. But it's all about supply and demand and meeting consumers' needs. I'm not trying to bash the PGA with this podcast episode, but 
They had essentially monopolized professional golf, so some of the ways they were doing things started to get exposed. It was the norm, and now players all of a sudden had something that was against the norm, another business that they could serve and essentially be an employee in with the Live Tour versus PGA Tour. And that business pays better, so to speak. So they're saying, why don't I work there compared to the PGA? The Live shows up and the PGA is forced to compete. If they don't, they will lose business or even go out of business. So whether you're a golf fan or not, hopefully you can see the financial lessons and business lessons that can be taken away from this episode. Remember that if a company offers a better product at a better price, then it is likely going to gain customers. And as a customer, you always want competition because it will force the businesses that serve you to always be getting better. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.